Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 20 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And I am so excited to be here with you this week. And what I'm going to talk about is... Um, it's not necessarily one topic in particular. It's covering a whole bunch of different things. And it is witchy vocabulary. And yes, the former English teacher in me is very excited about this episode. But I thought it would be nice to go over some common witchy words and terms and their definitions to kind of, um, differentiate some tools and ideas that I think some people get mixed up. Um, And just, yeah, just vocabulary in general, witchy vocab, things that you might read in a book or you hear and you're like, what is that? And even me, you know, as, as a person who has been a witch for a number of years, there are still things that I get mixed up. in the witchy world. And so we're just going to touch on some of those things. So I thought a whole episode on witchy vocabulary would be kind of fun. And again, my my English teacher nerd part of me is loving it a lot. So we're going to chat about that. But before, I want to let you know what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. As I say most episodes, um, there are a number of things making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. But one thing in particular that I want to chat about just happened five minutes ago. (laughs) because And it's fresh in my mind. And that is going live on Instagram spontaneously. So impromptu lives on Instagram. Because I find out I find that whenever I go live spontaneously, it's when I am in a comfy cozy state because I'm relaxed. I have my cup of coffee or a cup of tea. I'm sitting in front of my altar or on the floor in front of my floor altar. And I just feel drawn to jump on a live and feel called for whatever reason to jump on and communicate with some of my witchy friends. Because yes, you know I do my tea time lives on Fridays, but I've realized that in doing it at the same time every week on Fridays at two o'clock, I think it's awesome. It's, it's the same listeners, you know, coming every week, but there are a number of friends and followers who can't make it for whatever reason, either work, they live in a different country where the time is completely different. And so I was able this morning to catch some of my like very early on when I started this Instagram, um, my my witchy friends. And so I got to connect with some of them this morning and just chat. And I showed them the mess that currently is my sacred space and my altar. Because if I could record this right now, well, and show you, it's a little bit embarrassing. Right now, I'm sitting on the floor. So I'm, I'm not even recording at my desk this time. I'm sitting on the floor and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight decks <laughs> surrounding me, only two of which are open. Like two, two tarot and oracle decks are open that I'm using, but I have eight decks around me. I have probably seven or eight pens. Oh, wait, nine, nine decks. Um, seven or eight pens. There's books. I have tarot wraps and tarot cloths and um, 
an altar cloth. Then I have my candle lit here. I have my coffee. I have, oh my gosh, crystals. It is, there's one of my old book of shadows with my spell book with a fairy journal and a binder full of a, a course that I'm taking, a writing, a writing course, a fantasy writing course. And then I have a sparkly bag <laughs> filled with, oh my gosh, what's even in this bag? It is so heavy. I just lifted it. You can hear me opening. Oh my goodness. In this bag, I have an incense holder. I have candles, a lighter for my candles. I have a sacred spray. So th this is, my office is a hot mess. So Although this might not feel comfy and cozy because it's a mess, it's my mess. And right now it's making me feel just comfortable and in my space. But anyway, going back to, to what I was talking about. So I had just finished my morning meditation. I had done my card pull. Um, I had finished my journaling for the day and decided, you know what? I'm just going to hop on. I just felt drawn to do that. I'm going to hop on Instagram. I'm going to go on live. And I know there weren't many people on. And in the way I feel about going live, whoever is meant to tune in and see me, we were meant to connect in that moment. Um, so I jumped on and some names popped up that I haven't seen in so long. And people tuned in that I haven't connected with in so long, as I said, just because of work schedules. And I haven't been doing as many lives spontaneously. So it just made me so happy to recognize some of those names and and some of my witchy friends. And I got to do, you know, some card pulling from a very whimsical, fun deck. And although I'm surrounded by what many people would look and say chaos, it's comforting to me because this is all, it's a lot, not all, but a lot of my witchy goodies just surrounding me. And that just makes me feel, you know, comfy and cozy. And of course witchy. So yes, right now, sitting here in my mess, just jumping off an Instagram live connecting with some of my witchy friends, that is what currently is making me feel comfy, cozy and witchy. So before I go into the main topic, I just I want to I want to share something with you all. Because well, I'm just going to be candid. I had recorded that first section. So what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy um, five days ago <laughs> because I had every intention to record the episode, this episode, before I left for my little trip away. Over the weekend, if you saw my Instagram, you can go back and look on my feed. I spent the weekend with my dad and his wife and then my brother. My brother and his family just moved onto a new um, farm, or not a new farm, onto a farm. And so they have, you know, they have a ton of work <laughs> to do there. So we spent some time there helping them out and just relaxing with my my dad and his wife. And the great thing is, you know, at this point, we are all vaccinated. And it was the first time I got to see my family in, oh my gosh, such a long time. You know, months and months. Some of you who don't have family close like me didn't have them in your little bubble, <laughs> your bubble of safety. And so it had been a really long time and we had waited till we were all vaccinated to be able to get together. And so I'm so grateful that we were able to do that. 
So there, there's a lot of other things that are making me feel comfy and cozy because I spent the weekend on my family farm, not, not just my brother's farm, but my family farm. And I, I don't know if I've talked too much about it before, but although I grew up in, in a little town, my family's farm was in the borough, was actually in the town, not in the outskirts. Like you typically think, you know, a farm would be like out way in the country it was it was a big part of <clears throat> excuse me the borough of this town and the farm is still well part of the farm is still in the family land was sold off of course over the years as my grandfather and great grandfather stopped working the farm but i got to spend so much time there reminiscing and talk about magical i mean i have so many magical memories spending time at the creek and cooking in my grandma's kitchen. And I've talked before about my Grammy and uh, her cooking grimoire that I have. I call it the cooking grimoire, of course. And spending time there and walking through the gardens. I took a long stroll through the gardens. And of course, everything is in bloom. So my favorite, favorite flowers are hyacinths. And I, I know I haven't shared that before. You know, I love my lavender. I love my herbs. But when it comes to flowers, I love hyacinths. And they aren't blooming for a super long time, but they were in full bloom this weekend. So the hyacinths, the tulips, the daffodils that my pappy always liked, they were all in full bloom. So I got some really good pictures and just spent some time sitting on the back porch, looking over the property, meditating, um, and just kind of taking it all in. And if you want to check those out, go to my go go to my Instagram and you I posted some pictures and some memories from my childhood. So feel free to do that. So that all being said, I got a late start to recording this. It is now Monday morning and I am up early. It's 7:30 right now. I'm up early specifically to record this because we have contractors coming to our house in 29 minutes because we're getting part of our we're re, redoing part of our basement not redoing I guess we're finishing part of our basement so my partner can have an office downstairs we're going to move the guest room downstairs and we have a bathroom rough in that we're finishing and just like a small little living living space so we can get away we live in oh, a one a single level home and it's a very open concept, very open floor plan, and you can hear everything. <laughs> so sometimes when I want to escape and get some quiet, I'll be able to go downstairs. Same same even with my son or with my husband, he can escape down there as well. So it'll be it'll be a nice little getaway for us once in a while. But anyway, when I was recording, Going back to what I originally was talking about, because you know me, I get off on my little tangents. When I was recording on Thursday before I left and I recorded that first Comfy Cozy Witch section, I had started, I was eight minutes, actually eight minutes into the main segment when the the contractors came in and started like banging and hammering and it was right underneath my office, right under my sacred space. And I couldn't even hear myself think, so I just hit end, and I never came back to it because we left. We left just a couple hours later. And that is the reason I didn't get this podcast episode out earlier. I had hoped to get it out last Thursday, so there was only 
you know, a week and a half, two weeks between episodes, but now it's a little over two weeks. So for the couple of you, a few of you messaged me on Instagram and one person emailed me and said, are you, are you still doing the podcast? Yes, yes, I am still doing the podcast. I, if I ever take a break, I will let you know. You will all be the first ones to know. And I will put it on my Instagram, but I am still doing the podcast. It has just been a hectic few weeks with family visits and between that and construction happening and finding the time, excuse me, to be able to record. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So today I thought it would be fun to chat about vocabulary. (laughs) Okay, I hear myself and I say that would be fun. Maybe for some of you, vocabulary isn't fun. It brings back memories of elementary school and middle school and high school where you had to memorize vocab terms and just spit them out for a test. Um, But I am a former English teacher, so as you know. And so for me, vocab and terminology is fun. But this is witchy jargon. This is witchy vocab. Um, that I want to chat about today. And, you know, whether, whether you're in whatever area you are, whether you're a teacher or an accountant or, well, a witch, all, all fields, all practices, all arts, they have their own special lexicon or their own vocabulary and jargon and buzzwords. And witchcraft has the same thing. It has its own tailored language. And so I thought it would be beneficial to chat about some words that often are used uh, sometimes interchangeably or words and terms that can be a little bit confusing or that might be new to some of you. So if you're you're a beginner witch, I think you'll probably learn a bit from this segment if you have been a practicing witch for a while. This could be a nice little refresher. And if you just want to hear me talk, then just <laughs> you can listen along while I, I talk about vocab, <laughs> vocabulary words, but I'll try to make it as interesting as possible. So I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go into it. I want to start with the Akashic Records because I think this is something that we hear a lot, especially for me personally, I'm hearing it more the last 10 or 12 years. But the Akashic Records um, is is this giant database of information on all subjects, so your past lives, everyone's past lives, on healing, on all magical and spiritual practices that can be accessed um, by going to a person who can read the Akashic Records and who can access it, kind of um, a, a medium or someone who has access to these realms. And it it can't be accessed, you know, by like material, material things. Like you can't go into a computer or a database. It's not a database like that, like a tangible database. You need to go into the mind of a psychic, um, the mind of a psychic witch or a psychic in general who can access that data through their universal connections. And the Akashic Records uh, were really brought to light in, oh, I want to say the early 1900s, and they were introduced by uh, the psychic. He was a famous psychic named Edgar Cayce, 
and he brought this idea to the general society. And this is just from the information that I have found and researched. And if you have heard something different, then feel free, you know, to share to share away. But um, Edgar Casey, you know, brought this to the general society and general public this thought form of the Akashic records and that everything can be accessed from the very beginning of time and the very beginning of, I don't even know time because there is no beginning, <laughs> but everything, everything can be accessed. And I just, just a little side note about Edgar Casey. My, my grandfather, if you don't know who Edgar Casey is, first off, just research him. Uh, you can find his books in the witchy metaphysical section of your local bookstore. I know Barnes and Noble still carries some of his books. I only think he published a couple. My grandfather loved Edgar Casey. And Edgar Casey had made um, some predictions, some that have come true. And there were things that my grandfather lived by that Edgar Casey said. Uh, and he then passed some of that on to my mother, who, you know, passed some things on to me. And, you know, Ed, so for example, this is kind of, it's funny, Edgar Casey, you know, said, um, tin you shouldn't be eating out of cans, like canned goods, canned things that, that are packaged in can, that is not good for you. Um, it has carcinogens and cancer-causing agents. And so, you know, all the vegetables, he would never like a canned canned stuff. And now they lined it with something else because they've, that has come true, uh, that the tin cans just, they don't, they don't do that anymore. I think another one, I'm pretty sure Edgar Casey was the one who said the aluminum in deodorant. So like he has had, he's had these little things that have kind of proven true, but I mean, he has said some greater, some greater things that have a large impact on the world. But my grandfather was a huge follower of Edgar Casey. So again, went off on a tangent, but many of you told me you like my tangent. So there you have it. So that was a bit about the Akashic records. I think at this point, um, most of you are familiar <laughs> with an altar that is your sacred space that you that you go to. So next, I want to talk about an amulet because I feel I feel that when it comes to an amulet versus versus like a charm, um, people get a little bit confused, and even I get confused at times. Like charms, amulets, talismans—I mean, they can be a little bit confusing. So an amulet is considered an object of protection, that it is charged to deflect specific negative energies or specific um, thought forms. And they can be made of really anything that you want them to be made of. You can make them of feathers, plants, of beads and jewelry. Um, the horseshoe and the four-leaf clover, those are examples of amulets. So it's an object of protection to bring good fortune and luck. A charm then is an amulet that has been charmed by saying an incantation over it and instilling it with some sort of energy for a specific task that you then can carry around with you. So I hope that that, that kind of helped <laughs> uh, with that those distinctions. So moving on, um, arcana. So this is something you will hear a lot when it comes to tarot. So the arcana are the two halves of a tarot deck. So the major arcana consists of the 22 um, trumps depicting 
dominant occurrences in our life, like those overarching themes. And then you have the minor arcana, which consists of those 56 suit cards. It's also the lesser arcana. Um, and they can help in assisting you kind of flesh out those those major arcana situations. And the, the minor arcana can indicate smaller occurrences. So the arcana is just, those are the two halves of the tarot deck. And I realize as I'm like, there's a lot of there's a lot of vocab words. I might have to do two separate episodes on this because just in A's alone, <laughs> and I am jumping around too if there's related um, topics. But this could go on for a long time. So astral, <clears throat> this is a word I feel that I've been hearing astral and astral travel or astral projection is something I'm hearing more often now. I don't remember reading about it as much whenever I was younger, but I hear it talked about a lot now. And, you know, it really conjures many definitions, but putting it simply, it is described as another dimension of reality that is occurring in conjunction with with our or whatever your current reality is. Um, It is referred to sometimes as dream time. And I kind of like the sound, the sound of that, because I feel that our dream times can take us to those different places, to those astral realms, to those different levels. Um, And when it comes to astral travel or astral projection, it's that process of separating your astral body form from your physical one in order to accomplish travel in the astral plane to go somewhere else, to go to that different dimension. So you, it's almost like when you've heard of out-of-body experience, it's kind of like that. Your physical body remains where it is, wherever you are in, in meditation, in your bedroom sleeping, and then your your astral body, you know, comes from that physical body and is able to travel other places. So, yes. Um, athame, let's move on to that. So it is a cleansed and consecrated ceremonial knife that you use in ritual work. And it is not used on the body for any reason. So your athame is not used for bloodletting. And it's actually not used often for cutting anything physically, anything in the material world or that's like tangible. It is used for ceremony, um, for cord cutting, not literal cords, for cord cutting, um, for drawing boundaries. So it is a ceremonial tool that you would use. And now then we have um, the bowling, which is another type of knife. And that's the curved, it's a white handled knife, um, and it has a curved blade. And this too is used for magical purposes for cutting. Um, but this this is a knife that can be used for harvesting things, harvesting herbs to cutting a branch for your wand. Um, you can use this to inscribe candles, things like that. And when I think of this tool, when I think of the bowling, I think... Um, of far you know farming before you had before you had farming equipment and tools that could shear and that could cut crop people would go out with the blade and they would they would get their crops um, by cutting using the bowling so i wanted to talk about those two things because not that people get them confused but there are different types of knives that could be used 
Um, if you've heard the term before, uh, Bane, so, you know, people, you talk about baneful magic or um, a baneful spell or bane magic. It's it's a word, I hate to use the word bad because uh, that's so jarring because I don't want to say it's bad, but it is used for more negative, destructive purposes when you're doing baneful magic. It is more disruptive. Personally, I don't do much bane. I don't do any. <clears throat> I don't want to say much. I'm As a comfy cozy witch, I don't do any baneful working. My working stays pretty much um, on a more positive side. And that's just me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with bane, bane magic and baneful magic, but that's just up to you as the practitioner. And again, I'm just giving you the definitions today. Okay, <clears throat> so moving on from that. So to banish something is to magically end something or to exorcise unwanted energies, unwanted entities to rid the presence of. So just like the, the the regular banish, the mundane, you know, muggle term of banish, it's it's the same thing. Okay. Um, to bind, <clears throat> to bind, as you know, in the mundane definition is to bring two things together. It's the same thing, but you're doing it magically. To magically, um, I'm I'm sorry, to restrain, to restrain something, not bring, yeah, binding, bind, sorry, binding is bringing two things together. Um, in the mundane, but magically it's to restrain. You're binding someone like from doing something else. So you're like wrapping them up tight (laughs) so they're unable to do something. And often when you see binding spells or binding magic, it is to restrain someone from doing something negative to you or negative to something else. And actually, we found when we were going through my Nana's belongings, and I may have, may have mentioned this before, we found a binding spell within her belongings. It was a little plastic bag, and in the bag was a tiny doll. I'm talking the doll. The doll was the size of my finger, and it was bound. Okay. <clears throat> It was bound in like a leather roping. So the entire way around this little doll, it was wrapped. This little stone doll was wrapped and it was bound up. And then next to it was a miniature, like teeny tiny pocket knife. So whoever was was bound, whoever had that binding spell placed on them, someone, my Nana or someone in my family (laughs) was able to get their pocket knife and use that because usually with the binding spell, you take something from the person you are binding. So I thought that that was, that was interesting. And we found, like I said, we found that just a few months ago, because as you know, my Nana passed, it'll be a year in May. And when we were going through her things this summer, we found the binding spell and my mom and my aunt and I were just beside ourselves. And of course we said, my aunt took it. And I said, you need to bury that. You need to be rid of that. You need to bury it. And she, I don't think she's done that. And I feel like I, I need to just take care of that myself. <laughs> okay, so Book of Shadows and Grimoire. I did a whole episode on this and you can listen to that. I'm moving on, obviously. Um, the Book of Shadows is where you 
you record your personal magical workings. It's really personal in nature. Something you might come to every day that has your innermost thoughts and feelings about your magical work. Grimoire, that is more like your reference book where you you have correspondences listed and you can refer to at any time that you wouldn't mind other people seeing. Again, your book of shadows that was more personal in nature. Uh, moving on. So, and I'm going to jump around here because I'm looking... As I look now at my time, this is going to be a really, really long episode, so I might end up breaking it up. I think I probably will because the contractors are going to be here in like 15 minutes at this point and it's going to get really loud. So I might just have to do two two episodes of this. Next, um, I want to talk about the chakras. And this is something that has been, I think, added to the witchy jargon and witchy lexicon, Um, not something that originated maybe in witchcraft, not maybe, it didn't originate in witchcraft, but something that uh, is commonly worked with, the chakras are commonly worked with in magical workings because it deals with your, your different energy vortexes throughout your human body. So the chakras are the seven major energy vortexes that you have within yourself. So they're your energy centers and they're usually associated with a color and they start at the above your head okay above the crown of your head and it goes to the base of your spine although you know we we talk about the seven main chakras there are many many more chakras than just those seven so you know you have your white which is the crown chakra and then the third eye position is between your brows so between your eyebrows and that is associated with purple. You have your throat throat chakra, which is blue. Your heart chakra, which is green or pink. Um, and then you go down to your uh, solar plexus, which are yellow. Your sacral chakra, which is orange. And then um, your root chakra, which is red. So in order to... Well, it's thought in order to, you know, do really um, important's not the word. In order to do magical workings, I'm just going to say in general, it's nice to have all of your chakra centers open and working. Not that you can't do any magical working without those being open. I'm just saying it's thought that energy passes through you better. You are uh, able to... um, reach your magical goals a little bit better whenever all of those chakras are open. Okay, now I want to talk about the charge, the charge of the goddess, because this is something I don't hear about as much as I used to, Um, but I still find it really important. And this was something, the charge of the goddess was originally written in modern form by Doreen Valiente. And it is a story of the message from the goddess to her children. And, you know, originally this was used in the Gardnerian Wicca tradition, Wiccan tradition, but it is used now, I mean, by many, 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 many witches. And often it's used to open up ceremony um, before, you know, opening a circle And it is, oh gosh, it's a number of pages long. It's been a little bit since I read it. I need to go back and revisit The Charge of the Goddess, but it is beautifully written. And I urge you, 
even if if you're not Wiccan, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you just want to read some beautiful language spoken of the god and goddess um, and magic, just read it. Check it out. It's called The Charge of the Goddess if you are not familiar with that. Um, And I really, I think it's just very lovely. So moving on to cleansing and consecrating because they are two very different things. So when you're cleansing an object, you are removing any negative energy, any negative vibrations or images from an object or from a place, even a person by utilizing, you know, positive energy, positive um, psychic energy. So that is cleansing, the act of magically removing negative energy. And when it comes to consecrating then, so consecration is the act of blessing an object or a place or a person even by instilling it with positive energy. So in cleansing, you're using that positive energy, the positive um, imaginings and even meditations and your visions to remove negative energy. But consecrating then is blessing an object then with the positivity. Positivity. So you're putting, you're instilling that positive energy, instilling that magical energy into something. So I thought that would be something to, to note. They're two different things. And I have heard them used interchangeably on podcasts and um, just in conversation. And I just wanted to clarify those two things. Uh, next is Diozel and Wittershins, Wittershins. And this, again, is something I don't hear as often anymore. But I, I just, there's something about using these terms that brings me back to the very beginnings of my practice. And so I like to use them. So <clears throat> diosol is a clockwise movement. So when you are casting a circle at the beginning of a ceremony, you would cast that circle um, by moving diosol. And again, most ritual ceremonies, spells, uh, they call for that movement at some point in their construction. And so if you see that in writing, it's D-E-O-S-I-L. If you see that in writing uh, and you're told, you know, to move that that way, that means clockwise. That's that's all it means. The opposite then, so counterclockwise, is Wittershins. Counterclock, so W-I-D-D-E-R-S-H-I-N-S, Wittershins, and that is just counterclockwise. So I thought that those would be important to note because I do know, I see those listed or written sometimes and I I think people might not know what they are. Excuse me. So divination. Divination is, and I talk about this a lot, there are many paths to divination, the art of using magical tools and symbols to gather information from from the universe, from the collective unconscious, from God, goddess, deity, on the nature of people, places, things, and events in the past, in the present, and sometimes even in the future. So it's using the runes. It's pulling your cards. It's, you know, looking to the tarot. It's doing your, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think right now? Uh, I'm holding, I'm holding up my hand. I'm holding up my hand. Um, 
what is wrong? I am losing my train of thought. I'm just looking outside the window and I can't, I can't grasp my words and I'm doing a whole episode on vocabulary. Um, but yeah, all of these things are divination and divinatory tools to kind of help you know what's going on with people, places, things in the past, present, and future. Oh, pendulum. That's the word I was looking for, everybody. Pendulum. Why could I not find that word? Is it because it's eight in the morning and I have my cup of coffee literally in my left hand? I'm recording in my right. My cup of coffee is in my left. I'm going to sip right now. And I'm just going to blame it on that, that I couldn't find the word pendulum. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's move on to drawing down the moon. This is a term you may have heard before and you may be familiar with, but if you're a newer, which maybe not, drawing down the mood is, moon, not mood, is a ritual used during the full moon by witches to empower themselves and to unite their essence with a particular deity. Um, usually it would be the goddess or a moon goddess. So it's bringing that divine feminine moon energy and calling it to you. That's drawing down the moon. And there is a beautiful, beautiful book that always sits right behind me by Margot Adler called Drawing Down the Moon. And I recommend that reading to any witch, new or experienced, Drawing Down the Moon. Such an amazing book. Hey, Reese, look, Reese. Reese just jumped up to say hello. You want to read Drawing Down the Moon, huh? Okay. I feel like I, it's all, I'm already at a half an hour and I have so many more terms to get through. Um, and I'm not, you know me, I will not make an episode over 50 minutes or an hour. That's just not my style. But I'm going to do a couple more and then I think I'll pick this up with a, another episode. Even Maybe even later this week, if I have some time in the early morning, maybe I'll drop two episodes this week. We shall see. So, well, you know what? Reese just jumped up here. So let's talk about familiars next. I do not consider Reese my familiar. She is my pet. I do have a very strong connection to her, but I I don't have that spiritual bond. So a familiar is an animal who has a spiritual bond with a witch. It can be, it can be a family pet. If you feel that you have that spiritual bond, it could be a family pet. Um, but they are entities who are created to protect you and protect your home from negative things, from the astral even. And, you know, your familiars might manifest differently in different lives. They might take on different forms. Um But oftentimes I see a lot of people saying, oh, my familiars or my two dogs or my cats or my pet rabbit or my guinea pig. And yeah, I mean, if you truly have a spiritual, like you feel a deep connection with those animals, then maybe absolutely they are your familiars. But I think a lot of times people identify their all pets as their familiars. Um, But I will say sometimes I do question Reese, like sometimes I feel like so connected to her. And I've said, I've said to people in the past, I feel like I've known her for longer than I've known her. So maybe, maybe she is a familiar and I just have this idea in my head that pets can't be familiars for whatever reason. I just watched the contractor back into our driveway. So expect Reese to bark if she sees them out the window in a moment. I'll see if I can get through a little bit more. 
So, okay, let me, I'm going to do one more, actually two more terms before, before I finish this episode. And then I will continue on later this week or early next week. So the next two terms I want to talk about are terms that I hear people use interchangeably, but incorrectly. I hate to say that. Um, but that's why I'm doing this episode to, to have, to help have some clarity. So those two words, and some of you may have been waiting to hear this, are evocation with an E versus invocation. So evocation is to call something out from within yourself. If you are evoking something, it is coming from within. You are calling it out from inside yourself, okay? Whereas invocation, invocation, you are bringing something in from without. So you're bringing it in. So you hear that word in, in invocation. So you're bringing something in from without. So evocation is taking something out from within, but invocation is to call something in from without. So if you are invoking a particular deity, you are bringing that energy that or what they personify to you, toward you. You're and you want to bring it in, okay, inside of you from without. It's starting from without and you want to bring it in. But if you are evoking, okay, so evoking that same goddess from within, you might be calling to those particular attributes within yourself. Okay, and you're bringing it out to use for whatever reason. So those are two terms, again, I hear interchangeably, but incorrectly. (laughs) And maybe that's the English nerd. I think that is the English nerd in me. Um, Because that used I used to get like, not not upset, but the same way with uh, mood versus tone. You know, that's that's English teacher stuff you don't want to hear about right now. But I think I'm going to stop there because I see them walking up the driveway. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm already at a longer episode, which is fine. But I want to continue with some of these words and I hope they're helpful. And let me know, like just comment or message me. Um, uh, oh, see, they're here. Reese, come here. Or just message me if this is helpful to you and you want me to keep going. And I will, you know, I'll drop the other episode later on this week because it's been fun, you know, gathering, gathering these terms, the English nerd in me, it's been fun gathering these terms to share with you all. Um, But yes, let me know if this is helpful for sure. And I will go into a card poll for this week before I end. Okay, so... This is, I'm going to use a different deck this week. Usually, you know, I pull from my Witchlings or my Zend Out. Uh, I'm going to pull from the Pixie Kins deck by Paulina Cassidy, who you know is one of my favorite card creators. Her artwork is just beautiful. And this is actually the deck that I used whenever I went live on Thursday. Um, And these are just these are fun, whimsical inspiration deck. This is not an Oracle deck. Um, it is, it is an Oracle deck, but it is more like affirmations and inspirations. So hopefully, uh, the messages that I give you 
today will inspire you in some way this week and resonate with some of you. So I'm actually going to pull three cards from this deck because there's no long message that goes along with them. They're just nice little pieces of whimsy and inspiration. So let's see. First, I pulled Amelia. And Amelia is this very whimsical girl. She looks like a young girl in a cute dress. She has a little pet eyeball on a leash, which unless you see this, it, it won't make a lot of sense, but I need, I need to just post. I'll post them in my stories. And Amelia reminds you, courage is being yourself every day in a world that tries to conform you. Wow. I feel like I could just stop with that message. Courage is being yourself every day in a world that tries to conform you. That is such a great message. And I feel, you know, as I talk to more and more of you on Instagram or in the the, the Facebook group, we talk about, many of you talk, of you talk about you're finally or just now being able to step out of the broom closet and to to have that courage to just be yourself, even though people hear the word witch and they or pagan and they're like, ooh, they have these misconceptions. So again, I, I applaud that. Courage is being yourself every day in a world that tries to conform you. I love that. Okay, next one. B Tilda. B Tilda is she's an insect-like creature with looks like six arms. Um, and she says, you are the creative force that shapes your reality. What a great message. You are the creative force that shapes your reality. And last, let's see here. Oh, this is my son's favorite, Chester. And Chester is actually on the cover of the box. Chester is this cute little critter. He looks like a chunky little cat with these little mouse slippers. He's so cute. Um, inspiration can be found in the simplest things. I think that's fantastic. Oh, there goes Reese again. So I do want to say thank you for bearing with me while it took a little bit longer to get this next episode out. And thank you for understanding that this is going to be two parts because there are a lot of terms in um, witchy or witchy jargon, witchy terms that I want to chat about. So thank you for bearing with me while I do that. And I do want to give a couple shout outs because it's been a bit and I've noticed that I have more reviews. So I'm up to, I think it was 55, 55, 56 reviews. Oh my gosh. On Apple Podcasts. So thank you. But I do want to shout out to a couple of you in particular. First, JA9NP, your your words just made me smile because you said it's like wrapping your brain in a soft, cozy, witchy blanket in front of a roaring fire. And that literally is what I want to do. Like that is what I anticipated on doing with this podcast. Never did I imagine I'd have, you know, thousands of people listen. I thought maybe a couple of people, but that's what I wanted to do. You know, share some but share some witchy information in that comfy, cozy space. That was obviously a huge goal of mine. So I'm so happy that you are enjoying this and I thank you a lot for your comments. And another uh, thank you to, oh, I wrote down your name. Oh my gosh, and why can't I find it now? Another thank you. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> to Lainey Diva 13 And Lainey, I love it that you, you know, you started practicing in the late 80s. 
I mean, well before even I did. And you're, you're nodding along with things that I say and understanding. And I love that. So I love that this can reach those of you who are early on in your practice and those of you who have been practicing for a long time. That just makes me so happy that it's able to resonate with so many witches out there. So thank you, Lainey, for those kind words. And if you want to support this podcast and you enjoy what I'm doing, please feel free to leave a review, to rate, um, to, to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcast platform is. And if you want to further support what I'm doing, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. It is new. Um, there are three tiers to the the Patreon. The first tier is just, you know, a $3, like buying me a cup of tea a month. The second level is a $6 level. And that gets you some extra goodies. I send out my personal recipes and spells at the beginning of the month. Um, and then the top tier, which is $12 a month, you have access to a private, an additional private Facebook group that is only for those tier members where I can get to know you, you can get to know me a little bit better. Um, and also that tier gets a bonus episode, podcast episode or a chat with me every month. So something to consider if you want to support me and what I'm doing here with the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast. But other than that, you can find me, of course, on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. You can also email me if you have any questions or comments at comfycozywitch at gmail.com. So thank you again for tuning in. I can't believe this was episode number 20. Episode number 20. And over, I think, 23,000 listens to the podcast, which has blown me away. I never, ever in a million years expected this. Um, So thank you all for joining me every week or every other week or whenever I'm able to post. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, where I keep talking about some vocabulary, (laughs) stay comfy, cozy, and witchy. (laughs) 